Hey there, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast, the show where we're all about helping you feel confident both as a mom and a business owner. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, mom of two, former teacher, and full-time photographer and business coach. Each week, we'll discuss the challenges, success, and secrets that make you say, I can do this, because you absolutely can. So pop in those earbuds, grab your favorite snack, and let's get ready, because this girl means business. Hey friends, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. This is a really exciting episode because it is our first audio and video podcast episode. So as I'm relaunching the Girl Means Business podcast, I decided I also wanted to create a video podcast because while I know a lot of you like to listen in your car while you're walking, there's a lot of people who also like to maybe listen while they're working on their computer and YouTube videos or they want to watch If you want to see my face and see me in action, my full arm waving, flailing motions, you're more than welcome to check it out over on YouTube. I will have it linked down in the show notes if you're listening to this on the um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so before we get into today's topic, I want to talk really briefly about the idea of starting this whole video podcast and some of the like thoughts that went through my mind that were not the best thoughts. And I'll explain. So today's a perfect example. It is cold out. It is raining out. Um, the idea of trying to fix my hair and make it look cute meant that I was going to go outside later and it was just going to be a wet mess and a frizzy mess. And most days I live at about a seven out of 10. <laughs> so I don't always wear makeup. I don't always fix my hair. I wear leggings and comfy shirts or sweatshirts or like jeans and a t-shirt. Like I am the most casual of casual people. And so when I thought about the idea of starting this video podcast, because the idea of podcasting, I've been you know podcasting for four and a half years. And one of the things I always said I really loved about it was that I could do it in my pajamas. I did not have to put on my makeup or fix my hair or even like care about what I was wearing unless I was on an interview with somebody. I could just record any time of day from anywhere, no matter how I looked. And so for that reason, I avoided video for a long time. However, when I was relaunching this and really kind of digging into how people consume content, I decided I wanted to give the video aspect a try. And so I put pressure on myself to show up a certain way. I put pressure on myself to be like, okay, I, I'm not only going to record, like I want to have a really cute setup and I want to have my hair and makeup done and I want to look a certain way and present a certain way. And that idea and that pressure that I was putting on myself caused me to procrastinate and to not actually record the videos, not create the content. In fact, I probably would have relaunched this podcast a little bit sooner had I not put that pressure on myself to present it in a certain package and looking a certain way. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that, especially when it comes to social media and showing up on social media. You know, you hear a lot of people saying like, be the face of your brand, put yourself on stories and in your post and share who you are, do reels, all these things. And that can feel a little intimidating, especially if you're not used to being in front of the camera. And so 
I just wanted to kind of put this out there that you're not alone in that feeling that even someone who myself, I've done reels, I've put myself out on social media for a long time and I still have moments where I second guess things and I put pressure on myself to look or be or do a certain way. And when we just take that pressure off and just create, I think that it will hopefully allow us to be a little more excited about what we're creating. So that is why if you're watching this on the video, you're going to see that I am in a comfy chair. I'm in a sweatshirt. I've got my hair up. I've got my glasses on, um, minimal makeup look because I'm going to remove that pressure for myself to show up in a certain way. I'm going to show up as myself. I'm going to show up the way that I would show up any other day in my life. And this is how I show up for any other day in my life. Okay, so got that out of the way. Now let's get to the topic of today's episode. We are, at the time of recording this, heading into the holiday season. So for me, I always say once Halloween is over, because Halloween is not my holiday. It is not a holiday I look forward to. It's not one I really even enjoy a whole lot. So for me, it's like, okay, once we get through Halloween, November 1st hits, It's game on. It is technically the holiday season for me. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, it's all super exciting and super fun. However, it is also typically a time in my business when things start to slow down and things kind of get pushed to like, oh, I'll do that after the first of the year. Oh, I'll take care of that after the first of the year. And that sort of becomes like the mantra for these two months. And for a long time, I just kind of would even like shut my business down in a sense for those two months, but which is totally fine. And not even like shut it down in the sense of like I wasn't taking work or I wasn't working on my business, but I wasn't taking on new clients. I wasn't heavily marketing my business other than maybe a Black Friday offer or a holiday sale. But I gave myself permission to enjoy the holidays and not make it all about work. And so I started thinking when I was coming up with ideas for episodes for the show, what are some of the things that have really helped me in my business? And one of them has been how I tackle this holiday season. So what I want to go through with you today are five things that I have done or plan to do or will do in my business over the next two months or over the holiday season that help me to feel like I am still productive in my business or that I'm moving the needle forward, but I can also enjoy the business and enjoy my family, enjoy the holidays, enjoy just this season as a whole. Now, I will say as a caveat here, a little asterisk, if you are someone who runs a shop, like a physical shop, or the holidays are your busiest time of year in your business, then this may not really apply. But you can kind of apply it to maybe like your slow seasons in business. So maybe the holidays, like I know I have friends who own boutiques or physical stores, and the holidays are like chaos, crazy chaos for them. And so this is not their slow season. 
January, February are their slow seasons. And so you can apply these five things to your slower season. For a lot of us who are more service-based businesses, where everything kind of wraps up around Thanksgiving or early December, and we have a couple of weeks or even like December into January, where it's just kind of this really quiet time in our business, then you can apply these five things during that time. So just know that it doesn't have to apply to just the holiday season, but since that's the season we're in, we're kind of talking about it in those contexts. But it can apply to any of the slow times within your business calendar. Okay, number one is to do a website audit. Now, a lot of times our website is one of those things that just kind of falls to the wayside, especially like if you are, like I said, a service-based business. So as a photographer, I know personally my website does not get a ton of attention on a regular basis. Now, I will go in and I will update blog posts or I will update the images, but for the most part, it only happens maybe two or three times a year. And so this is a great time of year to go in and really kind of do an audit of your website. Now, what does that mean to do an audit? So an audit typically means you're kind of going through everything with a fine tooth comb and going, okay, what's still working? What's not working? What's still relevant? What's not relevant? And what I really love to do is what I call the mom test. So the mom test is when you take someone who is not real familiar with what your business is or does. So it could be a you know, parent who's not super technically child or technically um, savvy. It could be a friend. It could be um, someone maybe you work with in your nine to five job and have them go through your website as if they were a potential client. And what you are looking for in this situation is you want to see how easy is it for them to navigate your website? How quickly can they find the information that they are looking for? Are there parts of your website that they are not really spending a ton of time on that you wish they would spend more time on or you thought they would spend more time on? Um, Are they able to find and quickly contact you or book your services or buy your products? So you can do this in a couple of ways. You can have someone, if you're, you know, around the holidays, you have family and friends over, maybe you grab like a cousin or an aunt or a family friend and you say, hey, do you mind just taking like 10 quick minutes? I'm going to grab my laptop or my phone. I want you to go through my website and just kind of like act like you're looking to book a session or a package or buy this thing and give me your feedback or watch them kind of over your, over their shoulder watch how they navigate your website. The hard part is doing it in person. You have to be like mouth closed. You got to be hands off because if you're behind them going, okay, now click here. Okay, now do this. Okay, now what about this? It's going to not be an authentic test. You want them to naturally navigate their way through the website as if they were a potential client. And if you're guiding them, it's not going to really have the same results. The other thing you can do is you can send your website to somebody and have them like screen record, like Loom video or even just a screen recording on their computer of them actually going through the website so that you can see like where they're clicking, how much time they're spending. And then you have like this video you can kind of analyze to see where are the the strong points and the weak points in my website. So a website audit is a really great way doing this kind of like friend test and having them go through that. It can really help you see where you need to make improvements on your website so that you have a better user experience. Because a lot of times I know we think social media is really important and it is, 
but hopefully we're funneling everybody back to that website. And if the website is the point where they're like losing that connection or they're, it's too difficult to navigate, they're going to be out of there. So we want to make sure that that's not the point of exit for them, that it's a point of like, yes, this is confirmation that this is who I want to work with or who this is the product I want to buy from. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Number two is schedule out your social media content. Now, I know this might feel overwhelming, so I'm going to break it down and simplify it for you. Scheduling out your social media content, one, is a really great way to feel like that you are on top of things when it comes to promoting and consistently marketing your business on social media. And so when you have this extra time, it's a really great opportunity to go in and pre-plan content for your business. Now, you don't have to plan every single piece of content that you're going to share, but if you're able to plan six or eight weeks of content that's kind of core content on your social media, it will just kind of take this weight off your shoulders. It'll take something off of your plate so that come January or whenever things get busy, maybe you already have that content done. So what you can do is you can go in and say, okay, I know that twice a week I want to create content promoting my business or promoting an offer, promoting a product, go in and create those promotional posts. Or if you know that there is some fun holiday like National Donut Day that you want to celebrate, go ahead and pre-plan and schedule that post. If you know that you always on Friday do like a certain type of post, schedule those out for several Fridays so that that part is already done. Scheduling out your content on social media is a really great way just to get ahead of the game. And then that content goes out. You feel like you're consistent. Your audience is engaging and, and seeing your content more often. It'll just help you to feel like you're not drowning in this social media content creation cycle. There are a couple of tools that I really love to use for helping create content and schedule my content. Obviously, my number one is Canva. I don't know how I ever created anything outside of Canva because you can go and you can create, set up your brand, um, your fonts, your colors, all the things, and it just makes content creation so much faster. And then my scheduling tool that I really love is called Metricool, and I will link to it down in the show notes so you can check it out if you want. They have a completely free plan. You don't even have to pay for a paid plan if you don't want to. 
Um, but I love Metricool for a lot of reasons. One of the main things I love about it is you can schedule across multiple platforms. You can have multiple accounts under there. So yeah, you can schedule out for different brands. If you have an account for one business and an account for another business, you can schedule all of that under one login. And then my probably top favorite feature of Metricool is that when I go in and look at my week at a glance, I can see kind of color coded what time of day the majority of people are on social media from my audience. So if I'm scheduling to Instagram, I can go in and I can see, okay, at 3 p.m., 90% of my audience is has been shown to be online on Instagram at 3 p.m., but at 5.30 p.m., 97%, and then at 10 p.m., only 68% are on there. And so it's really cool to see like the percentages because then you can go in and go, okay, I'm going to be posting at maybe 5.15, 5.20, right before that 5.30 high point, or maybe you know that like mornings get really good traffic, but then middle of the day slows down. It's a really cool visual way to see when to be putting out your content. And so having a scheduling tool like Metricool is really helpful. Again, I have that link down in the show notes if you want to go check that out. One more quick thing I will mention before we move on to number three is that I also have a digital media marketing kit that's available for you to grab. It's down in the show notes, and it includes a three-month content um, creation calendar. So it's three months of social media prompts for a wide, I mean, it can be used for a wide variety of industries and niches. So no matter what kind of business you have or what your niche is, this these prompts will get you excited and inspired to create content. So you can go down and click in the show notes, check out that um, digital marketing kit. It'll have those three months of content. And then you really can kind of recycle those same three months of content over and over again and repurpose some of your content again. So make social media easy and quick and fun. This time of year is a great time to kind of map out a plan for how you want to be using social media and start scheduling some of that content in advance. Number three is to create blog content. So similar to creating your social media content, blog content is a great way to boost your SEO. So if majority of your clients are finding you from Google or internet searches, then you want to make sure the SEO on your website is really, really good. And one of the best ways to do that is through blog content. And so now that you have a little bit of a slow time in your business, it's a really good time to sit down and create blog content. Now your blog content It doesn't just have to be about your specific offer or product or service. It can be anything that's like related to that. So you think about like a, you know, a target, like a bullseye, the very center is your core content. So that is your product, your service, your offer, anything about your business. And then each of the rings that go further out are related to what it is that you offer or you do, but they're a little more general and broad. And so your blog content can be anything from any of those rings. So as a photographer, let's say I'm as a personal brand photographer, my core content has to do with offering personal brand sessions, talking about the photography experience, talking about my experience as a business owner and starting the business. That next ring out might be things you know related to building a business or using your photos from your photo shoot to market your business. And then the next ring out might be even more general or broad. And it might be talking about things like um, tools or service or products that I use in my business or why time blocking is really helpful. Anything that's going to help a small business owner. 
So when you're thinking about what to blog about, it doesn't need to just be about that core center bullseye content. Go out to those outer rings and really create blog content, which can then be turned into social media content. But all of that can be things that are going to be interesting and relatable to your ideal client. And similar to your social media content, you can create the blog content. Do not push it all. So if you sit down at night and you create five blog posts, do not publish all five blog posts at one time. Schedule those babies out. Schedule them so that for five weeks, you have one blog going out a week. And if you do this for a couple of weeks, you could have several weeks or months worth of blogs ready and scheduled to go, which are going to be boosting your SEO, driving traffic to your website, all done like in one or two sittings. It's going to be really beneficial for your business. Four and five are probably my favorites when it comes to things you can do over the holiday season or during your slow season to help you in your business. Number four is to learn something new. When you are in the height of your busy season in your business, you don't have time to take a course, read a book, listen to tons of podcasts, watch YouTube videos. You don't have time to soak in the information or go to a conference. You don't have that time always when you're in the height of your busy season. So when we hit these slow points, when we hit these times in our business where things kind of come to like a slower pace, you don't have as much going on, this is a perfect opportunity to learn something new. Now, maybe you're thinking like, Kendra, I don't even know where to begin to like learn something new. Get out a sheet of paper, grab a notebook and just jot down some of the things that you have struggled with in your business. Maybe it's like, I really want to learn how to use Pinterest. I've always heard Pinterest would be great for my business. I've never had time to really sit down and learn how to use Pinterest. Use that this time in your business to Take a course, read blog posts, watch YouTube videos, find someone on Instagram who's a Pinterest expert and binge all of their content. Maybe you're like, I really want to learn this certain technique in my um, niche, whether it's like a certain artist technique or a photography technique or how to use a program on your computer. Now's a great time to do that. Maybe you are just like, I just kind of want to like soak up information on a bunch of different things. Binge listen to a bunch of podcasts or find a book that you really want to read. Sometimes the best thing we can do in our business is just take care of ourselves and feed into ourselves. We spend so much time feeding into our clients that we need to feed into ourselves too. And we started our businesses because it's something that we really enjoyed and we loved. And so don't lose that excitement and that passion. Reignite that by becoming a student again and learning something really fun and exciting. All right, number five, the last one here is me giving you permission over this slow holiday season or slow time in your business to take a break. I am a big fan of taking breaks. If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you know I took a break recently from the podcast. A lot of times the month of December, I take a pretty decent break from my business. Taking breaks is a great way to make sure you don't get burned out. If you are coming off of a really busy season, or maybe the holidays are your busy season and January is when things slow down for you, You don't want to go into your slow season feeling burned out, feeling overwhelmed, questioning why you're even doing this anymore. And one of the best ways that you can make sure you don't go into that burnout phase, that burnout zone, is by giving yourself a break, allowing yourself to take the time to step back. 
to go, you know what? It's okay if I don't post on social media for a couple of days. It's okay if I let those emails sit for a couple of days. The great thing about doing this during the holiday season, especially kind of around Christmas and New Year's, people expect that you're on vacation, you're on holiday, you are spending time with your family. They are not going to expect you to respond instantly to things. Obviously, there might be some things that have a timely manner to them and you can respond to those as needed. But for the most part, I want you to allow yourself the permission to take a step back, rest, take a break, really get excited about your business again. This is what I discovered when I left the podcast and took a little bit of a hiatus. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel when I left the podcast, when I decided to step back and take a break. What I found was that after my initial like relief of, I don't have to do this right now, I started to find excitement in it again. I started to find joy in it. I started to get excited about the ideas of episodes and things I could do differently and how it could look or sound or new intros. I got excited again. And so if you're at a point in your business and you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I am, oh, I'm on my last like ounce of energy here and I am on the verge of burnout, give yourself the space over the next couple of weeks to just relax, to let go of some of the things that are not important right now. And honestly, when you think about it, a lot of the times the things that we do are not life and death. And so it's okay if something in this phase maybe takes a little longer for you to respond to or slips through the cracks a little bit. It's not going to be the end of the world. And if it means that you're able to come back into your business and feel refreshed and re-energized and excited about your business again, then to me, that is worth the one or two things that maybe fell off your plate for a little while. I promise you, you can pick it back up, put it back on your plate if you want to, or sweep it under the rug and just keep going. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode. Five things that you can do during your slow season, during the holidays to help re-energize your business, give you a little bit of a business boost. Thank you so much for being here this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you head over to Instagram at Girl Means Business. Give me a follow or send me a message. Let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you comment below or give me a thumbs up and subscribe to this channel so that you get access when new episodes go live. I will see y'all back here next week. Have a great week. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on socials at Girl Means Business. See you next week.